we're starting now? That's the official we're starting going. What's the official sound? I don't know. I would like to. This is what you mean. This is the official starting sound. This is your intro. Oh, yeah. I don't got no mics on. I ain't got no oh, mic on. I ain't got no headset on. Yeah, thank you, but I don't need it. Tell me when it ends. <laughs> I had no idea who Max was, right? Come in, walk in. I said, okay, here's the shoes, da-da-da. And I walk, and Eric is leading me into... So Eric is leading me into the, the room where Max is laying in bed. And then he was like, oh, what's up? And then I was like, okay, so I'm sending a picture like I like I, I was caught off guard, but Max is a, what's the word? Quadriplegic? Yes. Yes. So from the neck down, you can't move any limbs. Spinal anymore. cord injury. Spinal cord injury, right. I'm not a ventilator. Right. So I, I met you that way, and I was like, oh, okay, so then... As I walk in, I see all these shoes, but then I see you laying down, and I was like, okay, so what's going on? So then me and Max started talking, started chumping it up, um, in typical and what, Max fact. What, what did I have on my face? A huge oh, ass smile. I don't remember what you had on your feet. What did you have on it's your face? It's a huge ass smile. On his face. Oh, you did? I didn't know that. Oh, because of the, the what I did I for you. I was grateful. Ah, I didn't even think, I didn't even remember. See, look at me. I just miss moments like that. I was like, yeah. Because to me, it was regular. But I guess Max has had a lot of instances in his life where people have kind of, um, I, I know this, but people have fell short and haven't extended the same type of kindness and respect. It's understatement, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you could get into that. So, Max, before the spinal cord injury, what were you actually involved in? Um, so, uh, after high school, right. I thought I wasn't smart enough to go to college. So, it was literally like a thought I was too dumb to go to college. So I went to the Army, and mm. I went to the map switches uh, where you, like, where you get, like, processed, I guess, in mm-hmm. the military. And I was like, he was like, so what job do you want to do? I said, I want to blow shit up. <laughs> That's literally what I said, like, quote. And uh, he was like, oh, so you want to be infantry? And I was like, yeah, I'll be infantry. So I uh, chose uh, to be infantry. And, dude, when I got to boot camp, like, I didn't realize, like, how hard (laughs) this this challenge was going to be. Like, Max, let me ask you something. So I know I've known a considerable amount of people in the military, right? Yeah. And I understand that the experience is very rigorous. That's cool. And, you know, it's nice information. But I hear some of the craziest stories about the military. Like, for instance, I, my barber, he cuts hair, right? Great guy, um, worldly man. And he said that military women are some of the, some of the most sexually freeing women. That's how it works. Yeah, uh, sexually so, freeing? So freeing. Like, I'm talking about like so gang like, bangs? I mean, like. Yeah. No, I wouldn't go. Th- <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, so, so like. When we get off, you know, work, it's so when after boot camp, you go to your uh, duty station, and that's where you are until the government tells you to go somewhere else. Right. You know, the army tells you to go somewhere else, but you go there, and of course, you get to get off work and stuff. And yeah, all the girls. So it's a big ass party. All the girls are usually medics. Are they? Right? Are they wearing their gear? Right, so are you guys wearing boots and your, and yeah. your fatigues and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fatigues? Whatever. What are they called? They're called fatigues. Yeah. Oh, boy. I was tired. <laughs> so that, I, my thing is that, like, a fatigue looks, it looks okay on a man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like women can be like, okay, that's a good-looking man. But how, and I hate to sound this, but how do you tell if a girl's good-looking in a fatigue? <laughs> I, she got a thumb. She got a thumb. <laughs> I don't mean it's not weird. Daniel, I feel like I the natural look looks weird. good on military girls. Okay, like, I don't mean it's not weird, but like when you like see their hair like push push back in a bun like so tight, and like they're wearing fatigues, and like uh, it's weird. But on the weekend, they they're hot. It's like it's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Really? Yeah. So that's why I was I was just wondering because I was like my yeah, my barber was like they yeah, got man, If you think that like for sure, if like, you think that like. People in the streets be like getting active. Y'all have never been on like a military base, like after you've gone through boot camp or like you've come back from like being sent off somewhere. It's like he's like he was like it's like spring break like every single day. You could you could get away with fucking over there. 
What? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, on the weekends, you're yeah. free. You can do whatever you want. Go to trail. You know you can get a DUI a in like a regular area, but your DUI does not count on base, so you can still drive on base. Vice versa, if you get a DUI on base, then that DUI only counts on base, but it doesn't count in a civilian area. Is that true, Max? That's true. Yeah. So you could share quarters. Like you could go like the girl. <laughs> He's worried about the fucking part. No, yeah. Like no, I thought so that good. was. Restricted. <laughs> I thought that was restricted. You put the blanket so, uh, on the bu- you put the bu- blanket? the blanket on the bunk bed and you'd yeah. be like, hey, bro, I need about five to ten minutes. <laughs> is it is it crazy for me to believe that like sergeants or your your whoever it is would like want to restrict mating? <laughs> no, like literally. Uh, well, it's not the Olympics. Like, I wonder some... how often the sergeants are fucking the new cadets. Uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, like female cadets. Sergeant Epstein. Why? Why does sergeant got to be a, a male? Why I'm can't it be a female? Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying, motherfucker. <laughs> there was a there was a girl like um I forgot her, I forgot her last name, but like she would like get with everybody from like third platoon, second platoon. <laughs> but it and, makes like, she sense. Tried, she tried getting with me, and I was like, no, I'm good. That wording but, is so funny. But, but she would like knock on my barracks room and like just say like, hey, you want to watch a movie? And I'm like, she was banging all the platoons. Like, uh, I was like, <laughs> where, where, it does make sense. Is that like two in the morning too? And it makes sense. If you're putting your life on the line for your country, it, it makes sense that you're a little wild, right? Like you probably. You there, probably enjoy a, your free time. There, there, yeah, but like out of like fucking, let's say there's a thousand people. Out of like a thousand people, like there's probably like 40 girls. Okay, well, I'm not shaming them, okay? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're just saying, like, I'm I don't want to. I'm just saying that, hey, if you're going to be, shaming. if you're going to put your life on the line, go ahead and have yourself some fun, right? It's entirely- I, I, I was more interested in like going to Nashville and meeting people. Like okay, going, you could do that route too. The only thing, Tinder. you know, like the one thing I'll say about superheroes, right? And I always say this, right? They never show them having fun, right? Like, why the hell is Batman and Superman always saving people? Like, I want to see them in the streets being freaks. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I need to see. What? It's a real thing, right? They're not all squares. I, I guarantee you, if I was Superman, just like in the boys, I'm fucking in the sky. I'm flying and I'm busting a nut, bro. That's what oh, I'm doing, boys. That's funny. That's what I'm. I'm in my head. If I'm Aquaman, I'm gonna be like, hey, look, I'm, gonna make, I'm gonna be like, here, put this on, and we gonna do it in the ocean. Are you saying put like? This are, you saying like I'm gonna? Bend we go into the Titanic. Are you saying I'm gonna like bend a girl over and like shoot my gun in the fucking? No, park. that's not what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying what? that I'm saying that as a hero, you're not a square, right? So you're serving our country. You're, you're doing a, hero. a heroic act, right? You're not a hero. That's not what I'm saying. When, That's when, what I no, said you're doing horror. When, I understand what you're saying. When you're in the military, you're, you do your job and you do your Yeah, job. but you're doing heroic act. That's, no, you, you don't you, have to you, just. You think you're you're a hero, but the, the heroes are like Colonel Smith. Like, and that's like one so of my mentors. You know, yeah, like but I, I'm heroes. saying, I, me and you are saying the same thing, Max, right? So I'm saying that like you're looking at it like I'm not doing anything. I understand that, right? You're just doing your job, but doing your job is being heroic, right? Because nobody. Nobody, hey, hence me. If you ask me to join the military, I'm by, saying, and it's dude. not by force, I'm telling you hell to the no. So, so, just, so, just, so just by saying that, signing that dotted line, it's like it's a wow. heroic act, yeah, right? Like, wow, now we're getting to what I actually want to. You're wait, talking wait, about wait, some. Wait, let, me, let me let me say something. When when we first got there, uh, it was red face, red face. I don't even remember. Because there was a drill sergeant in my face every single day, like they, they, every single minute of the day, every single second of the day, I had a brim, like uh, the brim of the hat on my fucking head. One time there was a small drill sergeant and he was like putting on his tippy toes, put his brim on his head. Gotcha. Saying, so what's the matter? You need a fucking step stool? And I got, fuck, like I, uh, you know, like so they uh. They made everyone else do like physical activities, like you know, physical punishment. Gotcha. And I had to stand up. And I was doing laundry that day, and it was not a good night. <laughs> Let's just say that. So, Max, how long did you actually spend in the military? Three years. Three years. So you started eighteen. You were you were done what when you were twenty one? Yeah. Okay, so you talked about this guy named Colonel, what was this? Colonel Smith. Colonel Smith. Why is Colonel Smith somebody that sticks out to you? 
when I first got to my unit, uh, to uh, two five oh six, in the Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Hundred First Airborne Division. Um, when I first got there, the Third Brigade. When I first got there, I saw all these pictures of leadership, and right. there was one guy that stood out. It was Carl Smith, and everybody was talking about him because he just got transferred here, and he's just like this, like fucking operator, dude. Like, like just Delta Force, like everything under. He was in Black Hawk Down. So, like, I mean, this guy, that guy is a hero. I was like, I want to be like that guy. Gotcha. So. I started training. I started running a lot. I started making sure, like, I was, like, fit to be an army man. Like, right. you know, like, my run times started getting pretty good. Like, I would get, like, 33 minutes and, like, for five miles. Like, like I was, I, and I weighed, like, 185 pounds at the time. So, I mean, it was, it was, um, I mean, it was exhilarating. And I would try to finish as fast as I could so I could talk to him alone, you yeah. know? So, because of Colonel, say it one more time for me. Colonel Smith. Colonel Smith. He he was somebody that pushed you and made you want to do be better. Now I'm bringing up Colonel he Smith. He didn't push me, but he he knew who I was, but he he wasn't like pushing me to the point where he was, he wasn't like talking to me. He had a thousand other soldiers. No, no, I understand. But he knew who I was. But when you have the, the that's good. The, the architect or the, the prototype or role model in this case, it pushes you to be the best version of yourself, right? So like you said, and the reason why we need to keep Colonel Smith in our mind is because now you're 21, right? You just did everything you did in the military, right? So I'm no, assuming... I, I got injured. Right. So in, what, what was, was the 20, injury? I was, in, uh, I was involved in a car accident when... Uh, well, was this in the military? This was in the military. I was going up on leave for my birthday and Easter to see my family and my yep. girlfriend at the time. And uh, I drove halfway. We, let me tell you how the day started out. We, we did a ruck march, which was like 12 miles. It was, uh, it was vigorous. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, uh, you know, a heavy rucksack, you know, stuff like that. And then you, you just march for um, whatever you march I don't march. I run. I wanted to finish that bitch as fat, quick as possible. I finished in an hour, fifty-four minutes. So um, I, I I was happy with that. Then I was I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go to the gym because they let us off early. Right. They, they they said, oh, you guys can leave. You know, they let us off early. And I went to the gym, worked out with my friends and all that stuff. And my friend was, uh, was coming with me. My friend. Right. Zach Nicholson, he was coming with me to right. uh, uh, Chicago to meet a girl that was, like, in love with me. And I was like, I'm done. I, this, she's too clean. She calls me at 2 in the morning. Like, I got shit to do, you know. And so like, I just, like, you know, like, he, he was sobbing over some girl in North Dakota. And I was right. like, dude, it's North Dakota. And I was like, here's a, here's a girl, you know, like, maybe you'll like her, you know. They end up falling in love. But he... Uh, was going to see her with me, and he asked if he could use my car to go um, do his laundry when I was playing basketball after I worked out at the gym. Gotcha. Okay, so fast forward, we uh, get in the car, you know, I get gassed, and I remember so clearly, I was like, do you want to drive first for me? I was like, he was like, I, I can drive first. And then I was like, okay. And I was like, wait, I want to wake up to my house. I want to wake, wake up to Chicago. Right. And um, I was like, you know what? I'll drive first and you, you can drive the rest of the way. And I drove my rest of the way. I, uh, the last thing I said to my girlfriend was, uh, I'll see you in a few hours. And um, I woke up in a hospital like two days later, not being able to feel anything move. So how did, who, how, what, oh, the question, the accident. So was it just like he was tired? What happened? I don't know if he was texting or if he fell asleep, but he, um, he ended up like swerving off the road and the. the car flipped and uh, the roof caved in and broke my neck and, um, in a hyperextended way. So you broke your neck. Your your 
your actual spinal cord extended, hyperextended, and now you're in the hospital. Not spinal cord, my neck. Not your spinal cord, but you were hyperextended yourself. Like what body part? Or just like your whole time? My neck was like your hyper, looking your neck was up. Hyper. Got it. So now you're in the hospital bed. You're in. You're probably saying like, "What the fuck just happened?" I thought it was a dream. You thought it was a dream. Yeah, and uh, when I was in my coma, like I was like remembering like the fluttering lights. Wait, wait, you were in a coma? Yeah. For how long? Two days. Got it. So when I was in my coma, I remember like fluttering lights and um, like like just like like kind of like when you're drunk, you know, that, like that blackout phase where you're like just like all fuzzy and your eyes are just all over the place. And mm-hmm. like, it, like I remember that. And I In remember, a dreamlike I remember state. just hearing like beep 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 beep, and like then I finally woke up. Okay, so you finally, you woke up, you're in this hospital, and you, the first thing you do is what? I, um, I, I look around. So you look around. Uh, but it was hard because I, I had a collar up on my neck, and gotcha. I had a ventilator, and I didn't have my glasses on. Right. So I was looking around, and um, I saw my girlfriend, and I saw my dad. Dad, and I saw my mom, and I saw a bunch of doctors, and I I couldn't talk, so I wasn't able to communicate. So explain that experience to be in this shock, to have experienced something so traumatic, and what you're normally used to, right, is jumping up, getting up, and even just be able to move your neck from left to right, and you can't move at all. Or communicate. Or communicate. Tell me the type of... Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me how what what that actually does to your psyche. So I had a lot of hope. I wasn't like, I wasn't, I wasn't upset. I right. wasn't freaking out. I was smiling a lot. Mm-hmm. I was with like, I was happy my girlfriend was with me. You know, I was. Uh, but then I didn't like the turning. They were they were turning me a lot. I didn't understand it, but they. They would turn me every two hours, and mm-hmm. it would hurt. And they would do like something called the bowel program, and I didn't even know what that was. But I thought I didn't even know what it was in the ICU. They didn't really say. They just said we're turning you to like see if you have anything. And I'm thinking about it, like, have what? What the fuck are you talking about? You know? And uh, I was connected to the feeding too, because I wasn't able to eat. And uh, yeah, there's a there's a picture of me. Maybe we could put it on your Instagram of me the first time I woke up, and it looks like I just like woke up like from a like it, li- it literally looks like nothing happened to me. I was I was smiling. I was like, see, I like that. Cause- I was with my girlfriend at the time, and um, I was just, I was just like grateful um, to be alive. I like that because. You know, oftentimes when we see that depiction in film, right, it's a lot of despair, right? It's like life is over. I can't believe this happened to me. And it's the complete opposite for you. You were like, oh, okay, what's next, right? Now you get the information that you're paralyzed from the neck down, right? I don't get I get that information um, like a couple hours later. My mom delivered it. She was like, Max, uh... You're paralyzed, you're not going to walk. And that got me so shook. I like, couldn't believe it. I, th- I thought, like, I was, like, I'm paralyzed. And I was, like, uh, I, didn't, I, like, I thought people who were paralyzed, like, are only paraplegics. I didn't know that people are paralyzed, like, can be paralyzed from their arms and breathing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that. Because when I actually skipped that week of anatomy, when I was in high school, <laughs> spinal cord injury, which is crazy. Like, the spinal cord, I skipped it that week, that week which is uh, kind of ironic. But, yeah, um, like, the irony, man. Like, I would have known a little. So, so what is, like, I've learned a lot about people that are paralyzed or quadriplegic from you. What are, like, some things that you, like, what are some things that you would tell people that they might not actually know about people who are paralyzed or quadriplegic? Well, let me 
Get back to the hospital. So I stayed in the hospital. Okay. I was usually, <laughs> usually I'm gonna tell this story. I mean, <laughs> usually, I, usually people stay in there for like two to three months. I was ready in ten days to go to um, rehab, and the doctor said I stayed alive because I was in such good shape. Oh, he wow. said he he said he, he uh, fought for his last breath until he uh, died. Wow! And then he had to be resuscitated. So, mm. so um. Fighter, you're a fighter. And when I died, and I saw like the light, when I died, man, it was so peaceful. It was there was there was no there was no like thoughts, you know. Did you see? Did you see like a? I'm just gonna ask. Did you see like a deity or something? I saw like, the white light. You just saw white light. White light with clouds. Yeah, like the shining. Oh, so you saw? Do you, yeah. do you think you saw heaven? I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't know. Like you don't maybe, know. Maybe. You just know that you just felt. I felt like I just. I just felt completely like like at peace. Sad, at peace. You know. Yeah. So maybe and, that movie Soul was onto something. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Yeah. So I was ready to um, go to uh, rehab, right? And and like people are like, "Oh, you're going to rehab, like for drugs, like for snow." Like, rehabilitation like to like try to like like to get like everything back you know like to learn everything i had a terrible experience the first night the nurse wasn't answering me my my family wasn't with me so i just closed my eyes i said max strong you're strong strong army strong you can do this you can do this like i just kept like like just telling myself that even though i couldn't even talk and um, I ended up loving that place. How many? Wait, how long could you not talk for? A month. A month. A month? Damn. Is that due to when I first got my voice back? I was so happy. Mm. I, I couldn't like because I was able to communicate. I used to have to communicate with this board where they would like say, "Okay, green, yellow, blue," and I would be like, "I would be like this," and then they would be like. Okay, A, B, B, and then, like, you would spell out bat or something, you know what I mean? Mm. Is that because you had difficulty learning how to speak with a ventilator? No, it's because I wasn't able to communicate, so they had to figure it out. So they used, um, like, one of those communication boards. Mm -hmm. Took a while, it sucked, it was terrible. And then when I got my voice back, I was so, I was... So I was so happy, and but then they take it away at night because they, you you have to um, put your there's something called a cuff in your trach because I I have a tracheostomy like okay. I have a trach and that's what connects to a ventilator and they say you have to sleep with the cuff up and that stops you from talking mm. and it's at night that's the scariest part. Like what? What the fuck? Like you're taking my voice away at night when and that's all you have right now. And the nurses sucked at night. Like there were only a few that were good. Like I used to like. I was like um, sort of dating one after. <laughs> uh, so this is the thing. I'm, I'm glad dating. you finally brought it up. I'm glad you finally brought it up, Max. Because the thing that I've learned about you is that paralyzed people and quadriplegics have game. Now, since the time that I've met you, Max, I feel like you've dated at least four or five women, right? <laughs> now, I'm not going to say least. what you've told me because that's your own story. But the one thing that I would tell you, Max, is that my conception of people who are in your, who are disabled, right? I've always been really comfortable with that community for me, honestly. It's not really a big thing. It's just a, it's a struggle that you have to deal with. But, you know, being a black person in America, I'm not equating my struggle, but I can understand somebody else's struggle to just be seen or accepted in the world, right? So, being around you, Max, you've lived quite a life, right? So, like, you go through this, all this stuff, and obviously you talk about this hardest part of your life, but... The moment I, that you, I, I had to like learn how to eat again, bro, and drink. Yes, it, it was. It was the most like it was. So that's I, why it was the best. I had to learn how to sit up again because my blood pressure was fucked up. Because my uh, spinal, your spinal cord controls your blood pressure. Like I had to learn all. I had to learn a whole new life. Like 
I don't know what life is going to be like if I walk again. Yeah, I don't know how. It's, you just have to relearn, but you, you you can do it because you had to relearn how to just live like it's this. It's gonna be it's gonna be another thing. Exactly. Of course, it's gonna be exactly how it's over there, just more sweet rather than bitter. Of course, because now you're getting you're getting your life back, right? Yeah. But so that's not you happening. you do all that yeah, stuff, and you learn you learn what from that place. You learn what from the the place that was the hardest time in your life doing the rehabilitation. What did you learn from it? I think the I think being in the military because they taught me patience. Wow. Because um, you had to be super patient in the military. And um, you have to be super patient over there when you're paralyzed because you can't just do something right away for yourself. You have to wait for someone. Mm. So... I've I learned patience, and I was um, I was really happy that uh, the first time I had an OT an occupational therapist um, put a stick in my mouth, and I told her like get that shit away, you know. What I mean? <laughs> and then, like I uh, I was ta- I, I, at the time I, I broke my girlfriend broke up broke up with me. She cheated on me and she got pregnant. Mm. Uh, two weeks later, mm. not her story, but uh, uh, she, uh, <laughs> she. I'm talking to all these girls and, uh, on my phone, and I always ask her to help me, you know, text. And then she shows me like. You could text, but you just have to use your mouth with a stick and a stylus. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll give it a try. Turns out I'm a fucking natural. And uh, I, I'm, I'm just like, can I keep this? And then she was like, yeah, you can keep it. And I just started like, just, it felt like freedom. I had one finger. Finally. Max, you just said a word, bro. You said when you got that stick, it gave you something. It gave you that sense of freedom. Now, I'm going to bring it back to these nurses because that's what you keep talking about, bro. So explain explain the fact of the matter about how you have this so-called game that I keep saying. But now when you had that freedom, how is you talking to these nurses? I don't, like, I don't exactly know. So, like, <laughs> I, so I mean, like... I would have PTSD, like I would have problem, oh, the car crash. problems at night. Yeah, and there was a nurse there, um, and she would like rub my head, and I I would call her my moon because she would l- let me fall asleep. Ooh, you and, sly devil, you! Uh, Look at you! It was like me, me Luna. Okay, know? so you started, Luna. you started off with the little pet names, okay? And she really liked that. So she's we started communicating, and um, I was talking to other people besides her, which is kind of fucked up. Uh, no, yeah. it's not, Max. You were single, and, and and if you're single, the only obligation you have is. To I so I was so like I felt so defeated when my girlfriend broke up with me. Right. So I was like, no one's ever gonna want to be with me again. Because, you know, of my condition, especially because I'm not a paraplegic. Like, I, I'm not, like, I'm on a vet, you know, like, no one's ever going to want to be with me again. And uh, it's weird, like, right after I got a lot of messages, a lot of attention, you know. She, one girl messaged me, she was, like, like, a girl that I never thought I could be with, like, because she was so hot. And she was like, you know, I've always like thought of you like back then, and I wish we would have gotten to know, know each other. But I didn't want to intrude because you were dating someone. And, um, I was so, like, mother fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that this? So you're saying your entry gave you some superpowers, especially with the ladies? Okay, so when I got <laughs> when, when I okay. when I got the stick, it was like game on. Man, it was great. You're talking about the stick to like text. Yeah, yeah. It's the little things, and I think um, it really is. And you put it in your mouth, and you just like, like, like it's chicken. You just pluck, you know. Like he said, (laughs) fuck, fuck, 
So you so you you started gaining this confidence, right? Yeah. And from what I know about your story, this is when you actually started um going out a lot more. Um you started taking I wouldn't say you started taking trips, but you started having I, I mean you do I I was in this just uh, yeah, I was going out but I was in yeah. I was in the hospital for a year. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. From what I know about your story, after after you had gone through that, this is when you actually started to enjoy life, right? Like you started doing the parties, you started you started you started dabbling in fashion. You started you started you started everything. Like that's you started everything. Like from the perspective of how people want to live their life, you know. Um women. Oh oh yeah, yes, I started it. Yeah, you tell the people because I, I don't want to say I started it, but I started it with the wrong people. You started it with the wrong okay. So I love this. Thank you, Max. So what do you mean you started it with the wrong people? Well, the deception was real, you know. Like, How? Just like I, I used to date chick Asia. I thought I was dating her, and she was just using me. You know, I, I didn't know that cause so, she was so, so nice. What were they? What was the deception? Was it that people just wanted to be around you because of your your status, your she money? Wanted, she wanted, she wanted, like like just everyone wanted weed, everyone wanted booze, everyone wanted like I used to have a kegerator downstairs, so everyone wanted like you know beer and you know everyone. They was, knew you would cover it. There was yeah, like no one was really pitching. There were a few like you know real ones out there, but like I mean most most of them didn't want to pitch in, and like it you know it. Like I didn't know it because I was in the hospital and I just thought this like this is so cool. I have friends over, you know, right. like and um, like no one ever has friends over. And I mean, I, I shout out to like John Rotundi. He was he was like a real one, and um, my buddy um, Cameron. He was a real one. My buddy. Uh, I mean, like. They always stood by my side, even though like we didn't talk every day. It was it was always like you know they were there for me, mm. but the other the people in my house were not. So so the people in your life showed up, and the people that in your life showed up, and they showed that they cared. This is an interesting moment in time because for you, you probably feel very isolated. You probably feel very alone. Now. It's interesting that you were in that space because Eric was in a similar space himself where he was going through something. Wait, let me explain something. <laughs> when, when, I, when I got home from the hospital, yeah, I was partying like crazy. I would bring 8K cash to like, like a strip club and say, I want that room and I want all my friends in it. And yeah. I want just like Cristal on ice and champagne on ice. And I want girls switching out every 15 minutes. So... What Max is trying to say is he's a baller. Secondly, shot caller. He's subtly flexing. I wish I did. I, I wish I did that with you guys, and not the people I did. With oh, you could. Hey, we've we've had our moments, bro. We, we yeah. I've been throwing ones Max, for you at the life heavenly. Life is still man. young, sir, and we have plenty of time to do all these things. So now this is where I'm going to get into the real interesting, the real nitty gritty, right? So, like Max said, he was out here living like he was Jordan Bill Fur with all of his fake friends. Yeah, no new friends, no new friends. Uh, <laughs> so, so you're 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 in the space, right? Like you're really like isolated. You're have you're doing all these things that should be fun, but you're not having fun because of the people that are surrounding you. And as you slowly and like I said, somebody was kind of going through the same thing, not as in the extreme as you were, right? I don't know. About, I don't know if he was going through it at the same time. Because well, I, I can tell you, I can tell you from personal experience, the, the despair that you may have felt. Eric was feeling it the same way. So let me let me paint the picture for you, right? Eric and I had gotten really close during this time. Like, we talked probably two or three times a week, um, and it was always long. Like, we'd always be on the phone for, like, one or two hours, right? And so now Damn, Eric was going guys. through this. He was going through this new thing that, yeah. like, nothing, nobody can prepare you for, really. Um, and he was really struggling with it, like, and it gave him perspective. But in that... Eric was always talking about like this person that like, you know, he's like, I, I just have this feeling like I need to reach out to this person. Like he mentioned this. I didn't know who it was. The person happened to be you, right? When? So, oh, this was almost two, three years ago. So I know it's, so, so that's what I'm saying. So he was like, I've ta- I was talking to this one guy that is like one of my fans 
and this is why this is why I'm going to bring it back in, right? So Eric, I'm talking to you, Eric, he was like Daisy. I think I'm gonna. I I don't remember what it was, but he was telling me about like how he was getting going to get in contact with one of his fans, and he's like, I feel like I need to reach out to this person because he expressed that he's been he's been having a rough go of it. Literally, that's what it was. So I wanted to say that because Max, you did something that a lot of people don't do, and like obviously all you have is your voice, right? And you talked about that stick and how it gave you freedom. Man, but I, that dude, I have my tongue too. What the fuck? But <laughs> but you're not using your tongue on Eric. Pause. <laughs> but you you did some you did something that like takes a lot of courage and strength. But for you, it even took more because like you're in a position where like like you've already been rejected so much like another person doing it might set you off so the the stick gave you the power and the courage and all these things you really didn't know to reach out to eric to say like hey how's everything going da 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 all these things oh i basically said like yo i'm having a party tonight there's gonna be girls you know you I, and i know eric yeah. wouldn't even go for that just did he go no yeah because eric doesn't care about parties but i know eric cared Square. about you as a person because he probably asked you hey how are you doing and then you guys got to start. No, we we didn't we didn't talk. Like uh, he said, he reached out to me because like he just saw like how like you know inspiring and motivating I was uh, like on my posts on Facebook and stuff. Okay. And he was just so Eric, like, you were inspired by Max. He was you were? He was a fan of my music before the accident. Okay. But we didn't really talk. Okay. But you know, I seen the interaction on the posts. Okay. And then after his accident, I seen, you know, he was just posting nonstop, you know, him in therapy and him saying, I'm overcoming this and him saying, you know, you know, what are y'all really com- complaining about? Like, you know, like I'm, you know, he was just spreading positivity on Facebook. And I'm like, man, this dude reached out to me. No, you reached out to me after the accident, right? Yeah. So then <sighs> once he reached out to me, you know, I just felt like I had to like say what's up to this dude. You know what I'm saying? And then life caught up to me. Didn't hang out with him until three years after he invited me. You right. know, better late than never, right? Always. And here so, we are. So the interesting thing that I see about y'all is that like I mean, it was there's per- a lot it of was, it was perfect timing too. Right. It, it's y'all are like Starsky and Hutch, bro. That's literally what there's a lot of love between y'all, right? Like it's it's like a brotherly love type of thing. And it's a beautiful thing to say because we need to see more men love on each other. No homo. Again, pause. pause. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm doing that for the theater. So you, know, I, you know. Pause. Yeah, you know. I don't care. Uh, uh, <laughs> pause is the same thing. Yes, right. I'm just doing that for the theater. But the 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 same thing that you were feeling, right? Because you said it was perfect timing. The same thing that you were feeling. I know for a fact, Error was feeling because he was talking to me about it. So y'all were both in a position, and we had this conversation. Can two people that are quote unquote toxic? I'm not saying that y'all were toxic, but y'all were in a toxic space. Can they uplift and make each other better? The thing is, yes, right? Because I look at you two and to see where literally this man Eric was almost a year and a half ago where this man was really having like he was really going through it, like all types of like like trauma responses, like, you know, like I don't really know what the hell I'm doing in life. And then when I'm meeting you for the first time and like you're trying so hard to be positive, but like life keeps knocking you down. That that the way y'all feed into each other is like a really beautiful thing. And that's kind of like why I like coming around. You know, I don't really need to do what I need to do because I'm not going to shameless plug myself right now. But I, I like being around y'all because y'all have really good, like, brotherly energy, right? And that stuff is important. You can feel the vibrations. Of course. 100. I see that. I see how, like, I see how, like, you have been so beneficial to Eric. Because I told Eric this while we were coming here. I was like, Eric, you've, you've been... Dude, you've been- man, Eric has been more beneficial to me than ever. I, he's given me purpose, dude. Like, when I went... Before Eric, like, I, like, didn't have anyone that could help me. I didn't have anyone that could, like, you know, like, you know, I could talk to, like, and I didn't have anyone that, uh, you know, uh, could, you know, get me out of all. I didn't have anyone that could just, like, you know, play a video game for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would, I used to have to pay people to play, play video games for me. Uh, so I mean, Eric, Eric it, it was great, and he reached out to me at a really good time because I was, um, I was 
I was uh, about to do a parade, and um, mm. and my buddy Nicholson, the guy who was driving my car, he uh, he did a lot of hurtful things to me, like not like physically, but emotionally, mentally. Mm-hmm. Like he uh, didn't care about me. He only came up here to see that girl that I told you about earlier. Mm-hmm. He only used my house as a fuck pad. He, if I would have switched places, I would have been like, you know, like, uh, Carol's like, let's, uh, let me help me get him up. And we're going to take him, you know, to the park and right. I, or somewhere nice, the mall. And if she would have said, like, I'm, I don't want to help, I'd be like, okay, then, <laughs> like, pound sand. Like, I don't fucking want, like, want to be with someone that's not so supportive, especially if I did something fucking hurt. Horrific to ruin someone's life, but Max, he uh, reached out to me. Max, uh, we talked about this last week on the podcast. Um, it's not something you can really hang your hat on, but when people usually do some bad stuff, they don't really like to own up to some it. Some what? Some bad stuff. Oh, bad stuff. Yeah, I'm just saying that when people do shitty things, they don't like to own up to it, and they usually they usually run away. Yeah, they distance themselves. They distance themselves because they can't acknowledge the fact that they did some wrongdoing. No accountability. So, no accountability. So he, so he reached out to me and I said, he was like, do you, do you want to hang out? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, uh, um, when do you want to hang out? And I was he's like, you free on uh, Saturday? And I was like, uh, not really. I have a parade. I mean, if you want to go on, go to the parade, that'd be cool. And he was like, yeah, I'll go to the parade. So he meets me in this parking lot and we're just talking and he's like, you know, we can, we can, we, you can already see it's a, a good connection, you know, and, uh, he, uh, didn't know that we, I was leading the parade. <laughs> <laughs> see, y'all are the same person. Literally the same person. What did I say? Hey, come to this place. Okay. Can I get some info? Just come here at this time. <laughs> That's it. What type of shit is that? I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all got to give more context. I would hate that somebody invite me somewhere, and the next thing you know, I'm surrounded by a bunch of gay KK members. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work. It's a memorial day. It's a bit of a stretch. I know, a bit I know. of a stretch. You know, sometimes <laughs> I have to live in the extremes. Okay? But the cool thing, the cool thing is because Eric is the same type of person, there was no questions. He just pulled up. So yeah. it's that's why I'm saying. Well, like, he, he, pulled, look, he pulled up, and then we started walking, and then he was like, wait, am I, am I walking with you? I was like, you can if you want. And then he was like, okay. So <laughs> you just started walking. Like, Eric, you can explain it a little bit better. I had to dust my shoulders off, you know, freshen up, you know, fix my collar, walk through that parade like I've been there before. You know what I'm saying? You know how I do it. Shut the fuck (laughs) up. I almost took my headphones off. (laughs) (laughs) He said... (laughs) (laughs) They're making fun of me because I got my motherfucking wisdom teeth pulled out. And he can't laugh. So when we're laughing at him, he can't even defend himself. He said... Looking like like the godfather. Okay, hey, yo. uh, Ask Max more questions. Were you surprised? Was I surprised? Hell yeah, I was surprised. You know, I adapt. Yeah, I adapt, Max. So, Max Max answered this this question already (laughs) why he's happy to have you or what you've done for him in his life. Okay, so, Eric, how, like, how has Max, what has Max done in your life? What has Max done in my life? Hmm? Well, I have a tolerance for Advil because I have had so many headaches with this man. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. No, I don't know, man. Definitely changed my perspective on things, bro. Like, 100%. I really ask myself, like, yo, what the fuck am I really stressing about? You know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. Like, bro. why am I not grateful for this right now? Why oh, yeah. am I not grateful for that right now? You know, help me reflect on, like, bro, like, like we're all gifted and immensely to be, you know, physically able you know what i'm saying yeah so so i try to i try to remind max that that our words and our mentality is far more powerful than the things we could do physically you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. and and he needs to master those weapons 
if that's what he has left, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm trying to trying to sharpen those those swords for him, you know what I'm saying? Trying to push him in the right direction just like he pushed me in the right direction. He didn't even know he did, but he did. You're a real ass motherfucker for that. 100%. How did I? How did you? You changed my perspective. You got I was stressing about things I shouldn't be stressing about before. You know what I'm saying? Liliana. Yeah. Lily was like, "Hell yeah." <laughs> Yeah, and I I could add to that too, just because like, like when we hang out, bro. Like sometimes I kind of forget you're paralyzed. Oh like, God, we, oh yeah, no we just be On kicking God. it, you know. And then like we'll have like moments of just like immense laughter, you know. And then it's like it puts things in perspective because I could see you like experiencing so much joy, too, despite like the condition or like the injury you may have. And it and, and like Eric said, it it really does give you perspective. Yeah, you I know? like being around Max because, like, the way you have you get joy out of seeing people just do stuff is, like, how I used to be. And then I went through a season of, like, hardship. And then I was like, what the fuck? I'm not the person that I am anymore. So, like, when I look at you, I'm like, yo, bro, this is the shit that makes you happy. Like, it's really simple, right? Seeing people do stuff that they like to do yeah. makes you happy. Right. You don't also just have like that's the thing I say about like joy and happiness. Right. You don't always have to do things like that you want to do. Sometimes it's just seeing the people around you just just having a smile on their face that they feel at home. They feel comfortable. And the more and more I get around you, I get a constant reminder of that because it's like you'll talk to me about shoes. I fucking work on shoes all the time, but I don't know as much as you, Max. Shit. Half the time I'm trying to keep up because I'm like, what the fuck is this motherfucker talk about today? But it's something that I have to invest in, right? Because it's like, this is something that you like to do. So if I know it brings you joy, I got to come adept. I got to be like, okay, I know what you, Max, is going to, like, I have to do my research, right? But that's because I'm invested in you and I actually care about you as a person. And that's the one thing I actually like about you and Eric's relationship, right? You were in a space where nobody was really feeding into you. They didn't care to know about you. They didn't care to learn anything about you. They didn't even care to spend time on you. Just what you provided. Failing it if I provided. What you provided. But now you're surrounding yourself with people who actually are like, fuck, this is what like Max like. It feels, it feels, feels amazing. It feels amazing? It does. Like, you know, so like... My nurses always say, like, I'm blessed, I have such good friends, and, like, back then, they would say, like, you know, like, you gotta stop hanging out with these people, like, you're, like, you're getting fucked up, mm-hmm. they're asking you for bars, if you wanna do bars, and you're already on a lot of medication, mm-hmm. and, like, there have been times where, like, I've wanted, I've wanted, like, someone to just kill me. Mm-hmm. So you're you're a product of your environment, right? So when you're hanging around a bunch of you know toxic ass friends, they're gonna be toxic within themselves, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna be a product of that environment. Yeah. So essentially, just surrounding yourself with new people and creating this podcast and finding people with similar interests on this motherfucking podcast. Yeah. And we're getting new guests every day, and we're getting true people in. Hold on, know, hold on. What podcast? You beat me to the punch. God damn it, Eric. Oh, shit. What Let podcast? me do my job. What podcast? Hold on. What podcast? So you talked about it. Why are we even here, royalty? Why are we here? Usually when we have a dumb smart, it's because we want to promote something. And these two individuals, these two friends, these two brothers, right? My man, Maximilian Gross, a.k.a. the Quad Father, Eric, a.k.a. Erratic, decided to take this venture. You know, we the suburban kings. You know, we have been doing this for a while, right? But anytime you get somebody who's new in this space, you got to promote them because y'all message is what's really important about your podcast, because you just heard three individuals talk about how this man changed our perspective. So guess what? Now they're trying to set the whole world on fire because they're trying to change everybody's perspective. So now between the two of you, I'm going to leave it up to y'all. Please explain what Life to the Max is, which is their podcast, by the way, Royalty. You should check it out. It's streaming everywhere on every platform. Tremendous segue, by the way. (laughs) You know, sometimes hey, when you when you get a hundred episodes, say, deep, after episodes? <laughs> yeah. when you, you get a hundred episodes deep, you know now it's like I'm throwing lay. You know, I'm I'm throwing I'm throwing. I you, mean, you're John Stockton. It. You you yeah. giving yeah. the assist. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Not Megan. I'm gonna Sham God. Uh, uh, ooh, cookies, cookies. <laughs> I'm gonna let the main host, the Quad Father, answer that question. All right, Max. Let, let's holler. What is me. life to the max? What is life to the max? I mean, her 
started, you know, chilling. I, uh, I, um, told him I've always wanted to do a podcast, and Longville's friend has always wanted to do a podcast too. Mm. So we were stylistics. Silas. Silas. Oh. The oh, melanin. melanin Menace. Menace. I actually didn't know the answer to that. My the bad. caramel colored kid. <laughs> 60 minutes into the podcast. Now you hear him. Yeah. <laughs> now you spoke a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I think Whispers. he coughed. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> hear my heartbeat. I'm just playing. And then I, I went up to Max and I said, if you want to do this podcast, you're going to have to project that voice. So, um. I'm, I'm hinting. Right so now. we, uh. So, so we, uh. We started like looking at ideas. What are we going to name the podcast? And all, all this stuff. And I thought it was cheesy at first, but we, we called it Life to the Max because, you know, um, it had my name in it, which was, you know, catchy. And, you know, I like living life to the max, whether that's, you know, watching like, you know, Marvel movies or that's, you know, hanging out with friends or being alone and reading a book, you know, or having Eric with me and watching him play Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> you know, like, I, I like living life to the max, and I was like, you know what, I need, I need to spread the gospel, I need to spread the word. An outlet. You know, Godfather, now I get it, oh, and, okay, now uh, I get it. And, and we've had, we've, we've had, like, a lot of guests on our podcast, and, they explain how they live their life to the max. And, you know, it's cool to see the perspective of how other people live life to the max, where, like, I, I'm trying to live my life to the max. And this podcast gives me purpose. It gives me a voice. It gives me an outlet. You know, it gives me a chance to reach out to people and to show them that, you know, like... When when you when you're mad, you go outside and you, you breathe that fresh air. Fucking be grateful that you can, mm. you know, because I can't. Like so, it's it's about perspective. People are always bugging about like, I like like some some girl like that they don't like or they're not getting sex or a job or something or they feel like a failure like you're not a failure you know mm. you can always change if you feel like that mm. and Thanks. and um i i just wanted i wanted to spread the word like living life to the max is more than Anything you can really explain, it's it's trying to find happiness even though you're in hell. You know. Oh my God, Max! A motherfucking word. You said finding happiness in the hell and living life to the. I'm I'm. I get excited, you know, because these dub sparks they were really like my baby, bro. You know, to 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 see how you look at life, it almost. It almost makes me feel like I'm doing it wrong, right? Cause like I could be I could be upset at a lot of things. But I and I've always said this, if you wake up the next day, you're winning, right? After that, everything else is how is what you decide. So Royalty, you heard it here. I don't even have to ask the question. I cause you already answered it, bro. Like I usually ask the question, so like what what's what's your perspective? I usually say, so what is blah 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 or who is blah blah blah? Max said it, man. He might be in this wheelchair, but he's going to live his motherfucking life to the fullest. And in that, y'all should be living your motherfucking life. Y'all should be living your motherfucking life to the fullest. You know, I had a little bit of drink, so right now, you know, <laughs> word vomit. We on repeat. When you live your life to the fullest, honestly, you're living your life the right way. Now, I'm, I can't tell you what to do it, but the way Max is doing it is very intentional. He wants to be around the people that he's, he loves. He wants to push himself mentally. And he wants to be hopeful and optimistic for the future. To me, that sounds like a beautiful ass life. I don't know if it get no better than that. I want to spread like inspiration and um, positivity. Positive. That's why I'm telling you, you live in life to the ma- you live in life to the max. <laughs> so, 
Max, I I feel like in good conscience, I can't leave this podcast without the people actually getting to know you so they have a better understanding what your podcast is about. So I'm just going to drill you with some questions. Okay. Uh, Hobbies, what are they? It's about uh, your perspective on life, basically. No, no, I said hobbies. My hobbies? What are your hobbies? Oh, my hobbies. uh, So I... I recently like like felt like I'm really fond with the shoes. Okay. And, uh, I don't know why like high beast. But um I would uh I I started out buying like a pair of shoes online. And then I was like, okay, they're okay, but I don't I don't really like them that much. So then I was like I YouTube them and I was like, okay, so there's YouTubers, then they're actually called shoe tubers, you yep. know? And I know uh, and I started like watching shoe tubers and I was like, yo, I want the shoe. I want the shoe, you know why? Because it's art. And that's why it's all portrayed in my room. Because mm. that's art. Is and you have quite art, the collection. It's art. It. It's art that I can wear. Mm. It just makes me, it makes me feel grateful that I can have that. And it makes me... Uh, happy just surrounded around me uh rather than blank wall a blank wall got you when i was uh always growing up i always had to make sure something was on my wall or anything like otherwise it would feel like it would feel very strange through like there's like uh like like i don't belong here you know Okay. Like, mm-hmm. even in my barracks your- room, I put up a shit ton of pictures of me and my girlfriend and my family and my, my, my like, you know, adventures and everything. And, you know, I, my, my hobbies is that, and, uh, watch people play video games. Okay, and, favorite you. Yeah, doing that, hanging out with uh, friends, even, even though some of them can't even hear me across the room, but. It's just happy to have. Who's the, your favorite person to watch play games? Um, no favorites. <laughs> favorite shoe. Favorite shoe. It probably be close to the carpet SB or um okay. or yeah skunks. or the skunks. Okay. Yeah. What made you yeah. say the skunks? He does choose the skunks pretty often. So okay. See, the fact that, that all okay. those in the background. Because right, so I like weed. What's your favorite food? Like, I really like meat. I like to sell. Oh, I like you. to like make sure I stay in shape because there's something called a quad pod. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that. Got it. It's like a, a belly, basically. And uh, I'm very conscious about my weight. And, uh, you know, sometimes... I go off the handle and I order like something, but most most of the time I, I I try to like stay leveled, you know. And uh, I I still have a jawline, which is it makes me happy because <laughs> because uh, I mean I used to models, so I go ahead I, and talk I your used, shit, Max. I used to sell, you know we us models gotta stay together by June. I, I yeah. used to like so I'm really self conscious about my body. Uh, you can ask Eric. I ask him, "Am I fat? Do I look fat today?" Like okay. this, every single fucking. Last day. question, right here, Max. Hold on, wait. I did, so, what was your favorite food, though? You didn't say. My favorite food. Uh, it's probably uh, it's between sushi, tacos, or ribs. Okay, and those, are your- those are all really fire, actually. Okay, last question here. You have a podcast, Dream Collab. I think I know who it is. Um. Dream guest, dream person you would want to be on a podcast, like you would do a feature. Dream guest. Um, I would want to pick the brains and know the life of Joe Rogan. Ooh. Joe Rogan. Pick okay, the that's big, big talk, big yeah, things, big things, yeah. My bruv wants to talk to Joe Rogan. I've been listening to an English show. I'm sorry. I had to try it Top one boy. time. Top boy. <laughs> yeah, man. I was just throwing it tonight. Yeah, man. Bruv be going crazy. I need my peas, bro. <laughs> With my beans, mate. I need my peas, bro. Where's the food? Yeah, okay, anyways. Sorry. <laughs> Outro time. 
This is where I leave it completely up to you, Max. You are the guest. You are the host. This is the Dumb Smart episode featuring my man, Maximilian Gross. Leave the parting words of the royalty. What you got for us? Just um, everyone out there, if you're in a car, make sure you have a seatbelt on. If you're listening to this, be safe. Be grateful for what you have because you never know what you have until it's gone. And I never knew that. I never knew that. And now I don't even know what it feels like to breathe on my own. I miss it so much. I miss running. I miss exercising. So when you're at the gym and you're working out, just be grateful you're able to lift those weights. Be grateful you're able to stay in shape. And uh, live your life to the fucking fullest. Live life to the max, royalty. Y'all keep it love. And uh, live your life to the fucking fullest. Live life to the max, royalty. Y'all keep it lovely.